are rolling, Michael Palasek. This is episode 416, No Laugh Track Podcast. We're here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Tomorrow, well, I don't, it depends on when you're listening to this, but I will say 20, May 28th, full capacity in this room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Michael Palasek. You get to have a potential if we do things right here yes. and get the word out. And uh, everyone's not at their cabin this weekend for yeah. Memorial Weekend. Yeah. Uh, there's a potential for a legit full house here I this know. weekend. I know. I'm very excited. It's been way too long. Mm-hmm. It's been way, way, way too long. Yes. I, uh, I've done shows throughout the year at different places. And it's been the first time where I go to a show. I'm like, if people are here. That's great. And if not, then I'll stay healthy. <laughs> that's, that's my view. But now, you know, I've been I've been shotted. Other people have been vaccinated and it's all it's all getting better. It's time. Yeah, it is absolutely time. So I just want to get through those, uh, you know, get some information out to people before mm-hmm. we really dig into your week here and what's been going on in your the last year of your life since we <laughs> talked. Uh, so, yeah, full capacity starting here at Acme, May 28th. The uh, Funniest Person Contest starts June 9th. I think you can go to the website and sign up for that. Correct, Brandon? Yep. Um, and then Open Mic is back. They were calling it, Acme was referring to it as a showcase uh, f- during the pandemic at full capacity. We're not calling it a showcase anymore. It's Open Mic. Get out <laughs> here, get your three minutes, and uh, maybe get yourself into the contest. Did you, ever do, you did, did you ever do contests in the beginning of your career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody does at some point because, <coughs> excuse me, um, I, like you just have want to do shows, and that's one of the ways to do shows. So for sure, I, did like, I started out in Chicago, and I would do the ones that like friends would put on or like the local comedy clubs. Actually, I don't think I did Zany's. Zany's had one, The Taste of Chicago, uh, in like 2007, and uh, I won, and it changed my career. Really? Yeah, for sure. I because I did that one, he put me on uh, a, like a Las Vegas HBO comedy festival contest. That was that was the auditions were in Chicago, and uh, I got to go to uh, L. Uh, I got to go to Vegas for that, and then I ended up winning that one. So it was like that was the start, the Zanies Sierra Mist Taste of Chicago <laughs> comedy contest. Hold, wait a second. Yeah. I so did you go to Vegas for like the comedy festival uh-huh. that was there that yeah, year? Yeah, I was in the Lucky Twenty One was the name of it. Oh my goodness, I I I, I attended some of those shows what? as a fan. Yeah, I son of a bitch, yeah. I always try to remember and I I never have yet. I have a program. Yeah. from that week yeah. and I. I bet you're in there in like a little picture yeah. with all these other people. Oh, yeah, I've for been sure. meaning to bring it to the podcast when I have people as guests. I was the- definitely and the it was the coolest thing because it was the first um first big festival I'd ever done and they flew me out. I got to stay in Caesar's Palace. They, yes. had, they had our pictures everywhere and it was so cool. And I only went I went to the Lucky Twenty One shows and then I went to the alternative shows. Uh I remember Mary Mac. I believe was there for that Mary and Tim. Yeah. Um, so I saw them and like, it was so cool. Some other guys from Chicago got in for something different and, uh, but I was there for the contest and it was, it, it, that was, that was like the light, like the big career changing moment. Gareth Reynolds was here last week. Okay. Was he involved in something like that too with Sierra Miss? Um, Does that sound familiar at all? Cause I know th- they were a huge sponsor of that thing. They probably, uh, well the Sierra Mist one for Chicago. That was just the Zanies one oh, because okay. I won it. Um, not to just keep saying, I won, but I did <laughs> win. So who won exactly? <coughs> I won. Okay. And in last comic standing, I beat Taylor Tomlinson. But I won that. <laughs> and uh, no, she's great. Um, 
uh, she brought that up. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> anyways, the so that was just the Booker manager at the time. Bert Haas was very nice. He was like, "You want like I want you to do this showcase for the comedy festival." And then I I moved on from that. I see. So it was it wasn't directly connected to Sierra Mist. Okay. But uh, yeah. I just remember being at that walking around at that festival. Yeah. And, and they were everywhere. I think I saw like um, oh god, he just passed away. Who was the comedian actor? Uh, he played a dad on oh fuck, I can't think of his Grodin? name. Say it again. Charles Grodin. No, no, not that recent. Last year. Um. He played a dad on Modern Family sometimes. Uh, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, He's a Second City guy. Yes. Yeah. Why, why can't I think of his name? He was in Wally. Uh, well, we'll think of it. I, but yeah. It's killing me here. Anyway, let's go back to. So I listened back yeah. to when you were here uh, at oh. episode 368. Thank you. January 30th yeah. of 2020. Yeah. We had no idea what was on the horizon. No idea. Really at all. Yeah. It was Super Bowl weekend. Oh, what was it? Yeah. I remember because I had a joke about football and I said I was a Bears fan and people just started screaming at me. And I was like, it's not my fault that you guys lost your playoff game. Like you guys lost because they lost to the 49ers that year. And I was saying how the Bears had beat them four times in a row because the last game of the year, the Vikings didn't care about. So they didn't even play. And I was like, you can win your playoff game, but we beat you four times. in a row. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. Uh, then people started screaming Packers that track because that's my album now, which I'm very appreciative that the club did that. That's the only track in my career that's ever been marked explicit. Because I said I was a Bears fan and people just started swearing. The audience is swearing, so they won't play that on Laugh USA now because of your guys, Minnesotans, <laughs> being upset at Bears fans. No way. Yeah. Or Packers fans. It was going back and forth. They were like, it's like, and they marked it. It's my out. Al- my whole album's explicit on iTunes because of that track only. That's so funny because I was I was looking at your Instagram and I saw somebody was like explicit question yeah. mark like you yeah so that's why i have churchgoers as my f- like that i kind of grew up around that are i mean i i go to mass i'm catholic but they're they're, they're worried about my like my soul because i'm a comedian they're like is something wrong i'm like no the audience hated me because i said i liked a football team and they made it look like i swore throughout my whole album <laughs> oh my goodness. it's a perfectly clean album if your kids are listening just be like that's how minnesota people cheer on their football team <laughs> it's good that they learned that at a young age well michael i can tell you that uh, as someone who's attended probably what hundreds of vikings games in person from having a job there yeah i've told people many 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 times it's not a place for kids oh I, I would agree with that. I think NFL games, um, yeah, I think baseball games are good for kids. NFL games, I wouldn't, yeah. No, there it's it's uh, there's some salty language, uh, which uh, can be, you know. Whatever. Salty language, people have been drinking all day. The the average football play, a fan guy is a big man that yeah. might be stumbling around a little bit. and yeah. A little language is fine, but yeah, you mix that in with a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. and anger if things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm going to keep the kids at home. I'm going to go ahead and keep the kids at home. <laughs> well, congrats on the album. That Thank you. Did uh, So when the next pandemic comes around, would uh-huh. you recommend people release an album during a pandemic? Um, I don't uh, I don't think it affected it either way. <laughs> I think if it had dropped like right when it hit, maybe, then they would have been like, we have something to listen to or whatever. But it was in the middle of it, and uh, I think it probably performed the same. You think so? Yeah. You wouldn't have done like more... Uh 
I mean, you weren't on the road trying to sell those every week, I suppose. Well, that is true. But now when I, at my, then my set, when I say it came out last year and I have a lot left, people, I think, buy them because they feel bad for me, which isn't the goal. I don't want people to feel bad. It's just a joke. Like, I have a lot because I bought them during the pandemic. This is my Dogecoin. It's going down. <laughs> and I need people to buy it. So you have, you have uh, CDs with you here? I have CDs and I also have digital download cards and... People, like, I'll, I'll mention the CD on stage, and sometimes younger people will be like, CD? I've sold more of those CDs, probably to people that don't even have CD players. They just wanted something to take with them. And uh, maybe, they probably have CD players, too. But I, I've sold more than the digital download cards, so I'm glad I have both. Nice. Yeah. Uh, can I, can I, maybe I'll come back tonight, and just, I'm going to be down the table from where you sell them. Yeah. And then I'm going to follow up, be like, so did you buy that? Was this a pity purchase? <laughs> <laughs> I think... So I never want <coughs> any of that pity. Like y- that would be funny, but I don't want. I want people to come up and talk to me because they like like my set, and if they want to buy it, then that's great. But obviously, it's more of like, I hope you enjoy it and want to listen to it again. Right. You know. Uh, absolutely. And it's different stuff. Like it's I've turned over. Last night was like twenty three new minutes, so which is good, I think, for a pandemic year. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. How how was that trying to put it th- put together new material? So I did a lot of Zoom shows, right? Um, and in the beginning, I didn't like it, but then I started to like it. And the thing I liked about it is that you can't hear people laughing. Usually, you can just see people laughing. And in the beginning, it's a little bit nerve wracking, but then you just let go of that expectation, and it gave me this confidence because I was like, "All oh, these jokes are working." Like I would see someone raise an arm, like they're laughing so hard, they move their arm, and like, <laughs> and it would be like new stuff. So I would be very confident about all of it because i'm like this is going so well i can only see their name but there's someone applauded with an applause this is killing then i go do a live show and it'd be like it's how a new joke does like parts of it work and parts of it i was like oh i'm i'm creating this in my head this success yes (laughs) (laughs) and so in a way i was grateful because i discovered parts of the joke i might not have otherwise because i didn't believe in it as much and now i have those parts um so i'm great i think I don't want to do Zoom Zoom shows forever, but I think as a comedian, there are definitely positives to performing virtually. Yeah, I saw you're still doing them. Yeah, I did. There's also it's nice because I have a two year old, and so I can do it while he's napping or whatever, and not leave my house and still get some work in. Have you had uh, two year old interruptions during? Uh, has the baby interrupted any comedy? Mm, uh, any live comedy out of your living room? Li- <laughs> Bedroom. Um, no, not really. He's, he's been sleeping or I get someone to watch him. I, I think it like, uh, his mom, when I, first, he respects comedy, he, he knows, d- what he, he know, he does. Uh, but for when everything was open, he came to an open mic one time and he would, he wasn't really a big laugher, but every comedian just loved it. He was just like, oh, and they like, it was in LA. <laughs> so they were glad, glad to get any sort of feedback. <laughs> they loved it. And I remember when he was really little. He just spit up. Does that mean he likes yeah, it? Yeah, nice. That's a spit take. <laughs> um, his his mom uh, ha- has narcolepsy, so I would wake up with him first thing in the, like when he ever woke up when he was really little. Yeah. And uh, and I I would be I would didn't have time to write, so I would just do my same new jokes over and over and again to him because he's little and you're supposed to talk around your kids uh, when they're little to get them words. And he would start right. to smile at the right places. And I know he didn't think they're funny. He was just like, "Dad needs this right now." <laughs> he needs. It. He has milk, and he needs this. So I'm gonna smile. Like I think humans can sense when someone's doing like a 
a presentation of a joke and i think that's evidence in my child or i was so sleep deprived i was delusional but i remember him smiling Combo. at a very young age when i was doing a joke that ended up on my album so i appreciate oh that. my god i'm just imagining now like his first like oh my god he put together his first sentence <laughs> and it's like a setup to one of your jokes <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> his, joke thief his mom is like funny she doesn't do stand-up that much but she uh they did. They would do a thing where they would like scare me, you know, like when you turn around a corner, you don't expect them, and they'd be like, huh. and yeah. I, I'm a big reactor because I don't like. I mean, I like being scared, and so when they would do that and it would work, I'd be like, huh. and they would laugh so hard. And one, one morning, because we all slept in the same room, it was a one bedroom apartment in L.A. And one morning, I, I like roll over, and he's just staring at me, and he's just like, huh, all on his own, and I was like, you are growing up so fast. <laughs> he was like one and a half, and he was just like, huh. <laughs> like you got me. And he's, he's moved on from like Coco Melon to all like these uh, hidden camera shows where they like <laughs> jump out and scare people. No, I uh, hope so glad Coco Melon. We we Amazon Prime is great children's programming. I would recommend they uh, they take books and they turn them into shows and and I like that. Oh. Yeah, we watched The Snowy Day over and over and over again, which is uh a, like a book for kids that they turn into like a short movie and then Goodnight Gorilla is animated now. Um, they turn If You Give a Mouse a Cookie to a Cartoon, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, I thought now you're now you're right up my alley there. Yeah, yeah. So as a parent, I feel like it's better TV because it used to be a book for some reason. I feel like it's okay if you watches it because it used to be a book. I, yeah, it's sort of like the, um, you know, like the, uh, you know, when you're in, when, like first time when, like when I was in high school doing a book report. Yeah. Well, you know, and then you you read the book that, yeah. b- but maybe I just watched the TV show or the movie, and then you do that whole comparing thing. We did a thing with Goodnight Gorilla, which I don't know if you read that book. It's a very good book. The Amazon prime version of it does it justice very well we're like we would start to read it and i think he was just doing it because he knew i would let him stay up an extra 10 minutes because but he would be like i go get the book to read to him he's like no we got to watch it so i got to the point where i was holding the book up to the thing so we could see which scene they took from the book oh, and wow. put it in the movie and then back and forth and uh maybe he'll be a director now i don't know <laughs> i feel like <laughs> that's gonna be a lot more difficult with harry potter I can tell you <laughs> <that>. <laughs> what page are we on dad i don't know they cut out a lot they had to cut out a lot <laughs> they should have made all these two movies. Catch up, run 468. <laughs> By the way, I looked it up. Uh, Willard. Fred, Fred Willard. Willard, yes. I, I'm sorry, Fred Willard. I couldn't remember your name. Fred he, Willard. He forgives you. Is who, what I was thinking of. Very the comedy legend. Talented. Fred Willard. Fred Willard, actor. I saw in person in Las Vegas, sitting in this oversized chair promoting Sierra Mist. End of story. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, so basically, or just to go along with what we were just talking about, I saw a, must have been an Instagram post from you, right? Maybe I saw it. Yeah. In any case. Yeah. Uh, it was about doing a review of a children's book. <laughs> was this, oh, it must have been an email? And that, right, yeah, that they sent so, you probably? Your uh, opinion matters. Michael Palasek, <laughs> do you have a moment? We'd love to know how everything uh, went with this new book. Please take a moment to review your most recent item. The most recent item is Spot Goes to the Park. <laughs> so first question, obviously this is a children's book. Did uh, did you go ahead and do a review on Amazon of Spot Goes to the Park? I have not yet. I just I, I got that email. I was like, Amazon's got to like think about these generalized emails. Like, what are you going to say about Spot Goes to the Park? He went to the park. And all the pictures were in order. Like, it's, <laughs> I just thought that was interesting to see. Oh, so you didn't go to Amazon like I did and actually read some of the reviews that have already been done. <laughs> did you read the reviews of Spot Goes to the Park? <laughs> uh, this one is from uh, Alex. And he says, I don't think whoever wrote this book even tried to make a semblance of a narrative or theme. <laughs> 
So Spot goes to the park, and under the flap, sometimes there's an uninteresting word bubble, or there's a duck two times in a row with no surprise element or incentive to lift <laughs> the flap, except that there is a flap there. I did give it two stars because my kid still likes it. Uh, because they do like the other Spot books, but here's what I do. I make stuff up as I go along to attempt to make this book more interesting to my kids. <laughs> I wanted to say, uh, Kyle, age two. (laughs) 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 I've read, I've read better. Tim, 17 months. (laughs) That's, I just love the idea of a parent who has the time to go online and be like, I need to let them know about the spot series and where this lands. This one, it's nowhere spot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I assume that's, that's funny. That's the original one. I, yeah, yeah. That's a good. I mean, it is. If we honest, where Spot is better than Spot goes to the park. I'm not lie. They're not all wrong. Is Spot loves his daddy? Is that canon? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it, and I, I, uh, I love re- Amazon reviews where uh, people don't really get it. Like they, Amazon is asking you to review the product. Yeah. Like this book, every copy of the book, not the one that you bought used yeah. and that someone didn't describe how the pages might have been missing. Yeah. Because some of these reviews are like, yeah, I'm going to give it one star because the person said it was uh, in good condition and it's not. Yeah. Well, you're not. Th- yeah. You're doing it wrong. It's like when you read a hotel review and it's like one star, the place was great, but the lo- the guy that was working the desk was a little rude. Well, he might not be there yeah. when I'm going there. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's funny because we'll, wa- we'll watch YouTube videos, too. And uh, I started saying this on stage, how, like, you can thumbs down YouTube videos. Right. You can do and people do that for kids. Like, C is for Cookie by Cookie Monster has 9,500 dislikes. Almost 10,000 people or 10,000 times one guy was like, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> one I guy knew that. <laughs> one guy keeps giving it a- another one last chance. <laughs> <laughs> Still no. <laughs> Still no. <laughs> Are you somebody that, uh, you know, I mean, I know you, you, when you buy stuff these days, when you do anything with any freaking company, yeah. it seems like they send you, if they have your information, yeah. they follow up with, could you give us a review? Could you give us a, could you fill out this survey? Yeah. Could you, do you ever do those? So I, I feel, I feel bad sometimes. So I do, but then I just want to tell them my only negative review is that you asked me what I thought. Yeah. I was enjoying this and now I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. That's all I want. But I know it's like someone's job and they want to like when it's a, well, you know, it's weird at a restaurant when like the server is really nice and maybe they don't charge you for your Pepsi. And then they're like, also, if you fill out the survey, then that's really good for me. I'm just like, now I got to do work because I came to Fridays. Like, I don't want to do work. I would have cooked if I wanted to do work. Now I got to do work because you stole from the company for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thief. He's a thief. Now I'm an accomplice. I'm not admitting to shit. No, 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 no. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I just like, I, you know, I go to like my insurance like website just to look something up. And next thing you know, it's like, uh, please let us know how your experience was like, uh, no, no, so now I, you're now you're ruining it. <laughs> I think 
I think like the thumbs down, thumbs up clicks are fine. Like Netflix thumbs up. Cause I like that. Cause I realized recently, so I got a, I get a newspaper now, which I love cause my son goes after my phone, but newspaper, he's just like, that's boring. Keep doing it. And, uh, but it's hard cause I'm so used to reading things on the internet that I'll like read a comic strip I like, which isn't news, but that's my favorite part. And I'll like it. And I'll be like, I don't know how to tell anybody this. And I feel so lost cause I'm like, <laughs> I don't want you to go away. I want there to be more of you, but I don't know how to tell anybody <laughs> to support it. Like, I could take a picture of it, but then is that, like, stealing? Like, I just want to be like, you're good. You are good. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. Uh, could you go back and ask, like, maybe a, a, an older family member how yeah. they did it back how in the old times? It? I mean, I guess you wrote a letter to the editor, so I could do that and make it an email and be like, because there are some comic strips that I love that aren't on the Sunday edition. I'm just like, these are my favorites. Don't get rid of them. <laughs> I love that you get a newspaper. I love my newspaper. Delivered so to the house. They deliver. Yeah, I, I have an apartment and they bring it up to flight. And I don't see any other newspapers in that building. Somebody who is very nice. I need to give them a gift for Christmas. Brings it up to my door. And it's amazing. I We get it together. My son and I will get it. And then he'll leave me alone. But it's like, it's so cool. And, and we watch Peppa Pig sometimes. And Daddy Pig reads a newspaper. So now I feel like, see, this is what I can do this. That's what dads do. <laughs> I've heard you reference Peppa Pig, the uh, eyes, both eyes yeah. on one side of their heads. <laughs> so I used to make fun of it because I only saw it a few times with my niece and nephew. And now I watch it all the time and I realize Peppa Pig is like the real Seinfeld. It's definitely the show about nothing. Like nothing oh, happens. It's like we're going to the store. We're going to this thing. And that's what Seinfeld was. But it, it's way less funny. But uh, <laughs> and they're all five minutes. But what, uh, what are they taking the storylines from spot books? It pretty much where they just go nowhere. Well, th in later seasons, they do more. But I like it. I feel calm with them just being like, uh, George has a fever. Or <laughs> like George is in it, which is funny. <laughs> Not the George George. <laughs> but um, yeah, who's Kramer and Peppa Pig? <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Pig. Definitely. <laughs> But it's like I'm watching this show and I'm making fun of it. But I'm like, I can't tell anybody this because you have to have watched like 20 episodes to get the jokes. Yeah, right. Like it, Grandpa Pig is Grandpa Pig to everybody in the show, not just his family. That's not comfortable for me. He's you, the grandpa you, of all the people in the show. <laughs> you need to start advertising to daycares. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do a hot five for the moms picking up their kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um Let's see. Let me go through my notes here and see some things that we should be talking about that I wanted to bring up. Your dry bar special is out now that we talked about when you were here mm -hmm. last. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact, um, we talked about this briefly, that when they do these, uh, when they post these comedy specials on dry bar, they ask the performer to do a little message to ask for a tip at the <laughs> end. Yeah. And I asked you about this when you were here last time. Yeah. And you had already recorded it, and you yeah. said you were very uncomfortable uh, asking for money. Yeah. What they do, for people who don't know, what they say is like, ah, uh, you know, this is how you can get paid. So just, you know, you, <laughs> you throw your, your little 30-second, one-minute video at the end going like, hey, if you like this, you could tip a dollar, five dollars, ten, twenty. <laughs> so you said you weren't going to do that, and I watched it. Yeah. And you didn't. I didn't do I it. I love it. You did everything but ask for money. I just told them, thanks for watching my show. And then we, we shot it once, and the lady was because they're they're very nice people sure and i i get it kind of but also like and not to like reveal the but they get a percentage of it so it's like just venmo me money if you want it and then maybe they'll be mad at me for saying that but it's uh, uh, other people have said similar things okay they don't and i yeah i'm not judging i get that's the system and i i think that they deserve part of it because they shot it and everything sure but they were like the lady was very nice and she was like oh you didn't mention to ask for tips and i was like well i think they'll know because you put it right here right and she was like okay like they were nice about it and i think i just don't I don't know. I, yeah, it was like 
I want if you watch the show, it's not my fault that it's free. I'm glad that it was free. Enjoy <laughs> it. That's old stuff. Enjoy it. Come to a live show and see new stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like come pay money later. So um I I like doing it. I love shooting it and uh I was uncomfortable with that part, but it's fine. <laughs> how how now that it's out there and people are seeing it, what are the what's the feedback you're getting? Um, new are you getting are you cuz it always seems that people get like these new comedy fans. Yeah. that only really watch like there's this population that only watch Dry Bar really. So, here <laughs> this is a weird thing. Um there are women on Instagram whose main focus on Instagram is to be like a model. Sure. Like a model Instagram. And I've gotten more messages from people like that, which I don't think I didn't know that was the dry bar demographic. But these girls, not a couple. This, I'm saying like two or three have been like, I really liked your special. Two or three hundred. No, no. And I think it's because like they uh, I don't know, for whatever reason. They're just like, I really like it. And I'm just like, that's, w- I wouldn't associate people who are modeling their bodies who are like dry bar. That's my thing. Cause dry bar is like a non-alcoholic yeah. comedy show. And so Clean. I have those fans and, uh, and then on uh, YouTube, do you, re- do you return the compliment? <laughs> I do feel uncomfortable because before when people would send me messages, I'd be like, well, I want to follow you back and all this stuff. But now I'm like, well, my kid's going to grab my phone and I can't, <laughs> and I'll see your you're talking about vaccines in a way I don't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> one, because I, I named my special 1984 because I have a joke about that. Yeah. And one one person sent me a message. Like, she was like, I I thought she was saying I enjoyed your special, but she was something about how, like, because I, mes- I mentioned getting a vaccination on Instagram, and she was like, didn't you call your special 1984? And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks for watching. And she was like, well, don't you see what's happening? And I was like, Ha 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 ha! And I get people have their point of views, and I don't know things that aren't happening, whether they're happening or not. But it was a little weird. But so I get those fans. I feel like every there's been a lot of likes on Instagram or not on, on YouTube. Uh, way less dislikes than Cook CS4 Cookie. So <laughs> and a lot of views. Um, yeah, I bet. So, and some people come to shows. I think that's the thing too. I think the people that I would like to be my crowd. Don't necessarily reach out on Instagram or whatever, uh, but they come to the shows, which I like. Oh, sure. Yeah. Not that those people can come to the shows, too, but I don't, you know. Yeah. They're busy. They got to model stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I can still remember, like, when I started getting more into using Instagram a couple years ago and, like, that whole phenomenon. I was like, what? Yeah. Wait, these people aren't actually famous. I know. They just are pretty. I know. And I feel like... Part of me doesn't feel like it's real. Like, am I getting caffeine? Well, there's no reason to caffeine. Like, I'm not sending him any messages. There's nothing there. It's just like, it's it's. You it. know what you did? <laughs> yeah. No, I did not do anything. <laughs> Social media is so weird to me because of that. Like, you can start your own business as a comedian. I can post stuff, but also as a pretty person, you can post stuff, and uh, and I'm sure they get money for promoting different things. Um, I hope they do, because. They post stuff. (laughs) 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 Financial support because of it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love Um, it so much. Uh, Let's see. What else we got going here? So we talked about you have some merch that you have the CDs you're going to be selling here at the shows. That were recorded here. Yes. That's right. Your first headlining week. Yes. Ever at yes. Acme. You yeah, recorded. ever here. I had headlined before. <laughs> yeah. You don't start at Period. Acme. Justin. <laughs> you get to do Acme eventually. It's very unique. You you got a, you got your first headlining week anywhere, and then you <laughs> recorded. I mean, very bold. Yeah, Bob Newhart did it. I figured I'd do it, too. Like, did you know that he recorded his first time ever doing live shows? No. So he used to do his... Uh, like radio bits they were like radio bits and yeah. someone wanted to record it as a live show and he had never performed live before so that first album 
is him performing these things live for the first time. Holy crap. Yeah. He was still touring as of like two years pre-pandemic. He was in town here at the age of 90-something doing shows. In his book, he said he should. everyone who can do it should always do it forever. That's wild. Yeah. Will, will 90-some-year-old Michael Palisak be hitting the stages? I remember when I first started, I read a book about stand-up, and it, in the book you had to write when you would stop. And I was like, I'm not writing that number down. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Like... Why would I'm that doing even be? I love it. Like, why would that be suggested? I don't. It was. I didn't understand. I think it was because maybe it, there's parts that are hard, and so if you commit to it, like if you, if you give yourself however long, then you're. But I was like, I'm not stopping. Like I played sports and was bad. I can take rejection. Like, <laughs> like I'm good at losing. Yeah. And I think you have to be at stand to do stand up in the beginning, and at any time really. So I I've never put that out there. I have friends that have become very successful writers, and they don't really do that much anymore. And that was kind of their plan. And I, I, I would love to have, uh, be able to like support my family in a very financial way. And I, mean, I do, but like in like a, like a really good way, like be able to take care. But also I never want to be like, well, I don't have to go on the road anymore. Cause I love it. Yeah. I love doing stand up. I don't love the, like, like the road is fine, but I'm not like a guy that's like, Oh, I love being on the road. I just love like writing jokes and then doing them and meeting people and making strangers laugh who don't know who I am. Love it. I heard you do an interview about, um, having, a kid mm-hmm. at home during COVID, and I totally related to something that you said. Yeah, and it's it was a beautiful thing because you know I was t- you know I have a young child, a little bit younger than yours, and uh, but somebody that you can't really you know go a lot of places with that keeps you yeah. home. And during COVID, uh, I didn't have FOMO. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was missing out <laughs> on anything. Like everyone had an excuse to stay home. Yeah, like I didn't have to go. Mm, we're missing out on this. We can't go out and do that. Everybody didn't do anything. Yeah, it was it was. So I I don't know if that was an interview. But I remember I said it one time in an interview, and the guy did a bum bum. I was like, no, that's a real thing. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear that? <laughs> yeah, maybe it was it was a radio one, and I was like, he's like, well, we're not. I'm like, no, this is a thing. I don't didn't really. You don't know it's a pandemic when you wake up at five in the morning with a kid, and then he goes out for two naps, and you don't go anywhere. Like that's yeah. just, we walked around anyways. We like, I mean, I started wearing masks and stuff, but um, the only thing we did miss, because when they're that young, it's nice to go out to eat because they can just destroy a place and then you put five more dollars down and you're like, just walk away. Well, you just, <laughs> I was like, well, how do you, I'm going to walk away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, or you apologize and be like, how much do I owe for all of this everywhere? But you can just tip a little more because it's a pain to clean it up. I yeah. Mean. What happens when you go to a place that like a, f- uh, fast food place where you don't normally tip do you gonna leave five bucks on the table to somebody who doesn't normally get tips because that happened to us recently and yeah. i was like i'm not i'm not doing this again i feel so shitty that she's making such a big mess in such a short amount of time yeah. and this place is about to close like yeah. we're here right before closing time it's a we were at a, like a burrito place yeah most of the chairs up and we made a fucking mess i, I like, live i hate this i live in la i pretty much every place has a tip jar like every place so even I mean, we don't, I guess maybe like a McDonald's or Wendy's might be different, but there were usually places that had a place to put money in. Yeah. But I think if I did, if we were at like a McDonald's and he trashed the place, I would just be like, can I have a broom? Like there were times, <laughs> there were times where like, we did this. Did you have a mop? Cause I did this. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't have to do that. Like I made this choice. It takes a village, but not right now. We drove here. You don't live in my village. <laughs> you don't have to clean up. I'm not going to cook, but I will clean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you watch him, by the way? Yeah, right. This might take me three hours, and then you might not see me. <laughs> my cleaning does often get criticized. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Although this may not be up to your standards, I'm going to give it my best <laughs> I think I became a better cleaner as a dad because when you're cleaning, you it's something different. So it's like, I'm going to get every piece of dirt off here because I don't have to like do the other parts of being a dad right now. 
and I can listen to things while I, wa- I can watch something. Like my kitchen was kind of like an enclosed space. I could turn on a baseball game and like wash the floor and just like clean. And there you go. And then I'm not responsible for anybody else. I love it. And then you're on your, no one gets mad at you when you're cleaning. Like I was in a relationship and if she started to get upset, if I started doing dishes, she would just be like, what were you like? It would just shut. If you're live with someone and they start to get mad at you, just start cleaning. And I they will leave you alone until you're done. <laughs> that's another thing that should be taught in school mm-hmm. because you are 100% right mm-hmm. and I just did that within the last week <laughs> and some uh, my wife was upstairs angry uh-huh. with our daughter mm-hmm. and I stayed in the kitchen and did something I don't normally do cleaning yeah. all the dishes yeah 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 mm-hmm. and I was like she's not she thinks want, I think she wants me to be doing something else right now but I'm being productive so that hap- one time I was like I washed all the floors partially because like they need they definitely they needed it and she was like, she didn't get upset then, but then later she's like, I wanted you to do something else. You didn't do that. I was like, I washed, I was on my hands and knees washing these floors because of our son, so he's crawling on the, don't crawl on the dirt. <laughs> no, you missed it. <laughs> no, 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 you missed it. You missed it. Uh, well, let's see. I think we did about a half hour here, so this is good. I just want to, this, I'm going to ask you the same question I ended things with Gareth Reynolds last week, mm-hmm. and that is, we're just going to hit up sports for just a second here. Aaron, will Aaron Rodgers be playing for the Packers this fall? You're a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a Vikings fan. Yeah. We are not Packers fans. No. Aaron Rodgers, will he be playing? <laughs> <laughs> will he be playing for the Packers this fall? So, um, I, with if I was Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's, it, I don't, I, yes, I think he will. Yes. I and here's the thing, I don't know if they are in the conference championship this year. And was it two years in a row or two out of the last three or something like that? They've been to the conference championship a lot recently. I don't know if it was only because of Aaron. Like I don't know if that receiver is that good just because of Aaron. But I feel like if you have a team that went to the conference championship, you could win the Super Bowl. And I don't see any other team like they were talking about Oakland or Denver. And I don't. I mean, it's a gamble. Like Peyton had to leave Indy. And he went to a Denver team that had an awesome defense. And I don't see that option available for Aaron. But uh, also, I don't know how much he... It sounds like he really doesn't want to be there. So, he's so fun to watch, though. Even though I'm a Bears fan, he's so good. Yeah. 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 I, uh, if he does leave, I mean, it wouldn't be a possibility. I don't want him to be a Viking. Not now. Not two years from now. Not five years from now. Like okay. Brett Favre was. I was always against that. So, yeah, that's my final word. Okay. Well, I will say, Aaron, you are more than welcome to come be a bear. We will trade fields. We will <laughs> do everything. I've seen multiple. I was at the game years ago where like the winner went to the playoffs because they won the division, and the Bears were winning. And Aaron, like a Julius Peppers is blitzing. Aaron gets away from, throws a fifty-yard touchdown pass behind the defense because the Bears went all in on a blitz to like lose the game. And so I've seen him beat so many times. So I'm just like, and he his release is so smooth. People say Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, but. I see to what Tom Brady does, and I feel like this year was different because uh, he really got to open it up. But in the past, it's like, well, he's making the throws, and he's smart. Aaron Rodgers does things where I'm just like, I, can, I can't. No one's ever seen that. Yeah. Could Tom Brady host Jeopardy? I feel like Tom Brady could do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. And I do agree. Like Tom Brady's had so much success, that especially in the past year, that has sort of shifted it. But I remember not watching a ton of Tom Brady and seeing him in the Super Bowl and just being like, well, he's good. 
um, but Aaron Rodgers is playing. I also think I'm making this podcast really long now. I also think the NFL is a problem because if you're an NFL team and you have a good rookie quarterback on a rookie contract or Tom Brady, who doesn't take as much money because his wife is rich, you are at a, <laughs> you are at a definite advantage because you don't have any, as much money tied up in your quarterback. And uh, that's not fair. Like Aaron Rodgers should be able to make a lot of money, but it's also he doesn't have the same people around him because of it. Are there any ESPN commentators uh, uh, analyzing what you just did, like about the rich um, spouse? Because that's a whole other thing that should be really investigated. Yeah, yeah. you got to. Teams could be saving so much money if they. Yeah, instead of letting these girls—no offense, girls—if you want to hang out and meet a Packer, but or Viking, but maybe the team could she get some like you know dating services for like rich executives <laughs> right? to like meet these players, and then you don't have to pay them forty million dollars a year because they're already worth a billion. We just discovered, we cracked the code. Do you uh, think Tom Brady really met that uh, Giselle on his own? Or did Bill Belichick be like, hey, Giselle's coming? <laughs> right. Uh, did Aaron Rodgers marry that, what's his, whatever the actress that he's dating? I don't, I don't think They're he's just dating, married. right? Yeah, he used to date Olivia Munn, right? And then. I'm, I'm think I, I, we can play matchmaker here. Yeah. The woman that is divorcing. Uh, Bill Gates? Bill Gates! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh? <laughs> Next thing you know, Aaron Rodgers is playing for free. <laughs> there we go. All right, Michael Palasek, thank you very much. Thank People you. need to come to Acme this weekend and come see your shows. Follow you on social media. Uh, if you want to go and watch some of Michael Palasek at home, the Dry Bar specials out there. Yeah. Your album is available everywhere. Yep, and they're pretty much different if you watch yes. the album and listen to the album and Dry Yes, Dry they absolutely are. I have listened. I've watched the special. I've listened to the album, and, yeah, they, they are different and both yes. funny. Yeah, so. thanks. Enjoy. Thank you. All right. <laughs>